Zombies in 2023. The long-awaited sequel to the 2011 game, Dead Island, is here. Right off top, if you're looking for a story with substance, this ain't for you. <laughs> Dead Island falls into the first-person combat slash shooter slash action slash horror slash adventure game that doesn't really take itself seriously and it's full of humor and hot takes think of a first person dead rising silly but fun dead island 2 was developed by damn buster studios and published by deep silver so no involvement from Techland or fat shark this time around Dead Island 2 is available on PC, unfortunately, an Epic exclusive. Okay. <laughs> PlayStation, <laughs> Xbox. Yeah, it's a boo, but what are you going to do? Not without launch controversy, of course. The Xbox One and PS4 versions are um, kind of <laughs> stuck within that last gen woe of only being capable of running it. 30 frames per second as opposed to 60. So sorry for that. And currently there is no cross-platform play, but cross-gen multiplayer is supported. So if you are playing on Xbox One or PS4, unfortunately you won't be able to host a co-op session, but you can still join one though. And keep in mind, co-op is up to three players. And you get to choose from six slayers this time around who are all equipped with their own unique skill set. Who did I choose? I'll tell you later. Now for the highlights. First of all, it just looks great. The graphics really did upgrade in 12 years, of course. <laughs> with an LA environment, it's very rich and vibrant. The lighting and textures are really good played well in ultrawide. Don't really have any complaints about visual performance at all. As opposed to the usual dark, gritty look that most slasher games have, this style is what Dead Island succeeds in, and the visual clarity brings me to the gore. The gore is still up there. The effects and moves when it comes to gameplay and combat are just fun. Lots of blood and guts and brutal finishes. And the way you can interact with the environment and how dynamic it is when it comes to blood spatter and other elements, I'll say, without giving things away, it's pretty innovative. It's like one of those things you overlook but don't really appreciate until you're in there playing around with things. And I'm nosy, so... <laughs> I'm going to inspect a lot of different things and try out a bunch of stuff just to see how the devs were thinking when they created different map textures and environmental elements. Games are more than just a story, people. Keep that in mind, please. It's a lot of work. The movement is more fluid and not sticky like the first game. I feel like this is what I was worried about the most because the first game... It's not terrible. It just feels a little clunky. Like the difference you would feel when you're playing, this is so random, Donkey Kong Country, when you're playing as DK versus Diddy, like you just feel heavy. And it's just like, mm. yeah. 
And especially in a melee-based game, you want to be kind of fluid with it. Not to the point where you're up to some sort of wizardry and sorcery, but smooth gameplay. It's more helpful in this case because it is 90% melee-based, I'll say, because of the implementation of weapons, which we'll get to in a second. But the melee heavy combat, it still has a lot of similarities to the first game. So it had that familiarity to it. But the other component of it, even when sprinting, I still felt kind of slow. I felt like I could run faster as my character. Not me physically in the game, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like you, You're basically hitting sprint and you're just doing a light jog. Like, you can't run faster than this. So, yeah. But when it comes to that, there are other things within the game that can enhance your abilities to be more agile and quicker on your toes. Which brings me to having the ability to customize your play style, which is cool and pretty much solves this highlight turn pain point. As I mentioned before, there are six slayers to choose from. And with their base abilities, I would say as a suggestion, just pick somebody that is agreeable with your type of play style. Should I do this? I hate to bring up the game, but I always do it. I gotta do it. All roads lead back to Valve, period. And I'm I, I'm not going in the direction where you think I am, the obvious direction of one of my favorite games ever, if not my favorite game ever. No, we're not gonna do that. Because typically when it comes to games, I think I've done this before on here. I compare everything, especially when it comes to co-op games or let's say class-based games where you do have the ability to select a character. I'm comparing each of those characters or in this case, Slayers, to Team Fortress 2 classes. I don't want to hear no arguments. Why would you do that? Da -da 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 -da. Just, eh. If you know, you know. And if you pay attention, they all base this off of this. But whatever. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to do the rundown. Just so you know that I know what I'm talking about. So Bruno, who's that little pump looking thing, I was going to give him Scout, but I can't. Because of his backstabbing capability, I'm going to give him Spy. Because clearly, duh. Now, Danny, I'm going to give her Medic. Because she has a capability to regain her health after killing zombies. Amy. I'm giving Amy the Engineer. Because she can regain stamina. And not only that, her damage is boosted against isolated zombies. So let's say there are some zombies in some kind of elemental area. She's going to use her engineering skills to do her work. Keep following me. Jacob. Demo man. No, not because he's black. But <laughs> he's definitely the best for anybody who's not afraid to just go in on zombies. And he has a lot of crit hits. Again, if you know, you know. Keep following me. Ryan. Pyro. Duh. Hello? And lastly, Carla. She is a soldier. Why, you ask? Because she boosts her toughness when her health is pretty much low to critical. And with that, her damage is boosted when she's around a lot of zombies. Thus, she is a soldier. 
And that is my Team Fortress 2 comparison to the Dead Island Slayers. Shout out to my favorite class, or well, one of my favorite classes. Sniper, of course, because the medic was one as well. And then if not, I would play Demo Man. So based off of that, you should be able to guess which Slayer I chose for my Dead Island 2 runs. But we'll see. I'm not going to tell you yet, so you're still going to have to wait. And for the last of my highlights, the Alexa game control. Even though I didn't use it as much as I wanted to or thought I was going to to begin with, controlling your game with your voice, I can't lie, it is a fun addition. You can set it up for your mic to be open or use push to talk. To me, this plus a VR experience would have been top tier. Immersion would have been crazy, especially with the zombie taunts. It's actually the first game to employ Alexa game control. Like I said, it, pretty much gimmicky at first, but I mean, if I'm going in, I'm going in. I'm not thinking of like, let me talk to my computer so I can fight more effectively. Like, nah, I'm just stabbing, stab, stab before I say something. Hey, switching my most powerful weapon. Like before I can do that, I can just do it myself. Quick wheel. Hello? So yeah, very cool addition. I'm interested to see as far as the development, where this goes when it comes to games. Like I said, immersion is what they should focus on and accessibility, of course, because that is very valuable. And when it comes to VR and boosting that experience, yeah, put a pin in it. We'll see what they do with it. Now onto the lowlights. <laughs> it's a zombie game. It is going to become very repetitive very quickly. For that reason, games should focus on the replayability and make room for unique experiences when playing. My biggest gripe is a smarter AI director. I feel like zombies... We're challenging at times, but you know, once you know how to handle a zombie and you have like your favorite loadout of weapons and your card deck set up properly, I'm not gonna say you're untouchable, but hey, yeah. Not much innovation when it comes to weapon crafting and mods. Dead Rising still reigns supreme in that department. It's not complicated, it's silly, it's not hard to learn. And when it comes down to it, it, it just works. It doesn't need to be an experience within the game experience itself, like fully fleshed out. Yeah, I'm going to want to mine my weapons, but how much? And to what means? Because like when you start to have different movable, malleable pieces, it's great. But again, bringing up the point. Sometimes you can be a little bit untouchable. Just saying. You won't have any trouble picking up the game at all. But at the same time, it isn't as challenging as I would have liked it overall. I didn't feel like I was in danger. <laughs> not that I felt safe throughout. But all that to say, the learning curve is not sharp at all. When it comes to certain bosses, mini bosses included, 
sometimes you just slice through them, but you're just like, wait, what? Before the dialogue's even done. <laughs> it's just like, um, did I just, oh, okay, we're done. Moving on. So yeah, a system to where you could choose difficulty and stuff. Okay. Yeah. If you implement that later, I guess, woo, there is only one difficulty. The main difficulty. That's it. Aside from leveling up and fighting zombies and infected that are stronger than you. I really wasn't a fan of the unbalanced ragdolling. Yeah, dramatic effect that added to the gore in some cases and finishing moves. But a zombie's down on the ground and all of a sudden you kick them upright. Like, hello? <laughs> what? And then they slap you in the face. Like, what kind of nonsense is this? Now, getting back to what I had mentioned before, the weaponry, the guns. Eh. I wasn't even a fan of the pistol in the first game anyway, aside from lighting propane tanks, but the weapons feel like an afterthought and pretty weak in moments when you think they'd be effective, especially when it comes to combat against bigger bosses and special infected that are more of a challenge. In other moments, they're useful for solving the puzzles and again, influencing elemental damage. The user interface, specifically the clarity of it. Definite improvement from the first game as far as the layout, but some elements and details could be repositioned. For example, the quantity of items could be moved to the top right of the card as opposed to down where all the rest of the type is. It's kind of weird to me. It's just like balance wise. Okay, designer, shut up. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, just to make it look a bit more clean, less clunky. And I don't want to say intimidating, but you know what I mean? Like when you look at something, you want it to be like at a glance, boom, I got 99 pieces of scrap rather than 99. Like, huh? Yeah. Anyway, and the bugs, of course, it's a new drop. It goes without saying bugs are to be expected, but I got stuck in a few areas. I broke through the map in some instances. I got objects stuck to me, teleported through some gates before they were open, and experienced some random floating objects. Like, I don't want to say this is normal, but... It happens. I'm not going to ding them too hard for that, but yeah. One of the areas that it kept happening in that I feel like is a little bit more major, and if anybody ran into this problem, specifically this is with the Michael Anders and the Holy Grail mission, the movie said. So the temple doors got stuck for me, and they would not allow me to progress through the movie set. And you know, normal people, I'm gonna just do this. No, I didn't. I'm very hard-headed and stubborn when it comes to certain things like this. So I'll try to look for a way to get around. Nah. So I had to back out to the main menu and continue to reset that glitch. I was still able to regress after doing that, but you know, after beating a assemblage of a horde, you like, all right, bet I'm about to go ahead and, you know, continue my business in this movie studio. No, <laughs> not without delay at least. And finally, 
The main story is pretty short. You can run through it fairly quickly without even thinking. Not a complete negative, but connected. The Easter eggs and callbacks were very cool to see, but I don't feel like you need to know Dead Island 1's story in order to play. Like, hello? We're not even on an island anymore. <laughs> That's my negative. If they would have integrated Catalina Island at minimum, that would have been dope, but wishless, missless, like, come on now. Of all opportunities to include some sort of island that would have been the right time to do so. But hey, what are you going to do? Now it is time for my rating. I am rating Dead Island 2. A 3 out of 5. It's cool for what it is. Always happy when a new zombie game is released, of course. I just think it missed the mark on kicking it up a notch. The LA backdrop was a great choice for this installment, and exploration was a lot of fun. Clearly, be nosy. I encourage you to be nosy. It's a looting slasher game. This isn't a run through, let's see how fast I can beat the game type of game. If you're not looting, you're not playing Dead Island. There ain't no shade to nobody, but what's the point of playing if you aren't collecting in order to collect? And funny thing is, in some missions, you gotta collect, so it's not like you can avoid that part. But whatever. You already know my standards are high. When it comes to the undead, first-person shooter specifically, but I definitely have fun with it. Unfortunately, I feel like once I fully knock out all my achievements in, play with other players, helping them finish up some missions, it's not going to uphold that replay value. And I'm not deducting any points for the story because it's not meant to be taken seriously. With the reflective social lens, additions of social media, influencers, and just overall that LA energy, it picks up on themes that quote unquote matter today. And it did build onto the story rather than forgetting about the days of Benoit. Even if you didn't experience the first game, like I said, it's still fully understandable. Now, I would definitely recommend playing it. What else are you going to play right now? That hasn't been pushed back. <laughs> and on the other hand, grab it when it's on sale for sure, because you already missed pre-order stuff. So at this point, hold off if you can't. If you are in that desperate of a need to play something new, go for it. And I didn't forget the Slayer I chose for my first run. Jacob, duh. He's easily the most balanced and least annoying. <laughs> And he matches my play style. There we go. Now, which Slayer did you choose? Or which Slayer will you choose? Be sure to connect with us on Spotify using the poll and Q&A sections. Leaving your thoughts about Dead Island 2. If you've played it, are playing it, plan to play it, or even if you don't plan to play it. You can also do this on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or verbalvibemode.com. Feel free to leave us a voice message if you prefer making all the zombie noises. All links are in the description box. Peace. <laughs>